Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex Students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus. It's Christmas time. There's no more denying it. For those that have been denying it, there is no more denying it's Christmas time. We have had our Thanksgiving. We, there is snow on the ground, people. This is not a drill. There's snow. Um, we're spending hours working on the gift. Christmas music has been playing for like three months now. Um, we're putting up Christmas trees. We are preparing for maybe my favorite thing about Christmas besides the birth of Jesus, Christmas parties. Oh, they're going on my calendar. They're filling up every day. I can't wait for the Christmas parties. Um, it's, it's just Christmas time. One of the best things that comes with Christmas time besides Christmas parties is Christmas break. Christmas break, right around the corner. It's a break from school, right? A break from homework, a break from your alarm clock in many cases. It's hard to beat more sleep and less homework. Breaks in general are great. Whether it's spring break or Easter break or fall break or summer break or lunch break, coffee break, break dancing. Have you ever seen prison break? Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Breaks are magical. (laughs) They're great. Christmas break specifically, though, has this a certain sense of uh, anticipation and like expectation around it. We imagine all the things we're going to do, all the people we're going to hang out with, the really amazing presents we're going to get, and the uh, incredible Christmas parties we'll go to. But doesn't it seem like we all should, the, 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 the trimmings of Christmas make us feel like we should always feel like Buddy the Elf, right? This magical um, attitude towards Christmas, Buddy the Elf style. Um, we expect Christmas break to be nothing less than magical. But then we actually live Christmas break and we realize there's a flip side to Christmas break. Much like there's a flip side to this slide. There is, sure, there's more sleep and, and less homework, but sometimes it feels like we need a break from Christmas break. I've been here. Maybe you have a perfect Christmas break. Um, but from the forced, the, the, the endless amounts of forced family time, um, maybe you would like a break from boredom. Because you can only scroll TikTok for so long. I would argue it's very, very long that you can, but eventually there is a limit. A break from being told exactly what to do, when to be where, and uh, uh, when to do all the many things that come with Christmas break. A break from not enough time to play video games or talk to my friends. A break from a disappointing Christmas gift. Maybe you're getting socks this year, and that's okay. You need socks. I won't speak that over you. Despite the commercials, magazines... Christmas movies, holiday music, Christmas break has a habit of not living up to the hype. You've been there. I've been there. Might be a little less magical than you want it to be. And in an even bigger way, sometimes Christmas can be a reminder of more serious ways that expectations are not being met. Maybe for you, Christmas break is um, a little traumatic because you expected to have one Christmas between your two parents. Maybe you expected your crush to notice you by Christmas time. Maybe you, uh, this is the time you, you notice your family's financial status. Um, or maybe it's the first Christmas without a loved one that passed away during the year. Christmas is amazing, but it can be a time where we remember some expectations that were not met. Tonight, we're starting a series called Christmas Break. Uh, Just two weeks. It's a a short one. I will be speaking tonight. Dave will teach us next week. And we're going to be talking about the first Christmas and what the first Christmas 2,000 years ago can teach us today. Tonight, as we talk about the holiday season, sometimes not living up to our expectations. The bottom line for our conversation tonight, the one thing, if you only remember one thing uh, about our conversation, you can celebrate even when things don't feel great. See? It's a little rhymey. It's very fun. You can celebrate even when things don't feel great. We're going to talk about... Um, 
We're going to talk about how we don't need a perfect situation to have a celebration. That we don't need perfect circumstances in order to thank God and remember that he's still with us. I know you love Instagram, big Instagram fans out there. Not me. It's great. Instagram, social media, all of that's really, really great uh, for lots of reasons. But we do have to keep in mind the challenges that it presents, the ways that it impacts us negatively. So uh, if all you had was Instagram, you would think that your friends' lives were perfect. If all you had to look at was Instagram, was like the perfect, every, the highlight reel of their life, you'd have to assume their Christmas break, they're experiencing the magic of Christmas. Where's mine? In the, so if all you see is that perfect photo, you only see the perfect Christmas Eve outfits uh, in front of the perfectly decorated Christmas tree in the perfect lighting with the faint snow falling in the window, right? If that is all you see is that family photo of Christmas, you, you don't have the full picture, right? Because if all you're seeing is a highlight reel, you don't have the full picture. You missed um, the fight that they had before the picture. Everyone with a big family knows what that's like. You didn't see the outfit that got changed out of because of a coffee spill early in the morning. You don't see the upset in-laws just out of frame. They're like, when can I be in that picture? You were if you only see the perfect moments of people's lives, it gives you an inaccurate perspective. And it can make us feel way worse. Why doesn't my life look that magical all the time? You can't compare your life to somebody else's highlight reel. Instagram is one of many ways that we tend to do that. So let me make a quick disclaimer. I want you to have an amazing Christmas, an amazing Christmas break with all the gifts and the movies and cocoa and magic that you could ask for. I'm not trying to Grinch or Scrooge up your Christmas. <laughs> In fact, I want to do like the exact opposite. I want to point us to what's so magical about Christmas that can't be taken away from us, that can't, it is not dependent on our situation, our circumstances. It's not your expectations um, that, that really have to dictate what kind of Christmas you have. The reality of God being present in our difficult and confusing stuff, that's what we're really talking about. If we focus on that, there's magic. There's Christmas magic for all. So to do that, Let's go back to our Christmas roots. The very first Christmas, the mother of all Christmas breaks, Mother Mary. And Mary is one of the most magical people in the Christmas story. If you go into your town, you might see her in like the nativity sets, uh, in the Christmas decor. She might have a halo on. She's looking all, she's making that, that face. And um, she's calm. She's peaceful, right? She looks perfect. You catch her at the perfect angle and the perfect lighting. She would have a great Instagram if, if that were happening at the time. And that's what's happened to her depiction in the Christmas story. She seems happy, carefree, and perfect. But the thing is, her Christmas account is not exactly happy, carefree, and perfect. It's not accurate to what Mary experienced on the first Christmas. So let's talk about her unmagical reality. The unmagical reality of Mary. Here's some things you should know. She gave birth to Jesus at like 12 to 14 years old. Now, no one thinks she was like old. No one like pictures her as this old woman. But when she's, she's making that purse slip, I know what's going on face. You don't think about, she's in like eighth grade. Imagine being in eighth grade and this happening to you. Very um, off-putting situation. She could have been executed for what had happened here. The religious leaders at the time took the religious law very, very seriously. And Mary, being pregnant and unmarried, would have been a big problem for them. We believe that Mary's pregnancy was the work of God, right? And, and uh, she was a man, immaculate conception, as it's been come to known, be known. Um, Mary and Joseph had angels appear to them and explain the situation. But like the rest of the town did not. They just had Mary and Joseph's word 
to go on and some other people eventually. But that's a hard story to sell, right? So she was in danger there. She was slandered, even though she wasn't formally punished. Um, you can imagine the way her community would talk about her, though, right? You can imagine, like some people would have believed her story. Some people would have believed that it was the work of God. Not everyone would have possibly believed that. And you know how quickly a rumor circulates at your school. So imagine it in this situation. She had to give birth 2,000 years ago for anyone who had to give birth. Even like 100 years ago, that's a big L. I'm re- that's a really bad situation to be in. Um, and the nativity scene makes it look so special and calm and beautiful. Uh, but like giving birth today in a hospital is traumatic. I don't want to spoil your health class, but it's a nightmare. And Mary did it in a barn. There was no medicine or medical professional. This was like worst case scenario. It was about as horrible as that situation could go. Um, the list could go on about Mary's unmagical reality, but I digress. It's not a magical scene. It's not the scene that we see depicted for Mary today. So if you feel like your Christmas break isn't going perfectly, you've got a friend in Mary. She would, she would really get you. Now, I don't, again, I, I want to course correct. I don't want to paint a picture of the first Christmas as this horrible, horrible thing. There was, you know, it's exactly my point. You can celebrate even when things don't feel great. Even though this is not Mary's ideal birthing scenario, you can celebrate even when things don't feel great. In the middle of Mary's not-so-holly-jolly Christmas birth, something was going on down the road in a field. This is a long passage, uh, sort of. It's Luke 2, 8 through 14. I'm going to read it. So, so stay engaged if, you're, if you feel like you're following. Uh, you can follow along on the screens and your Bible app, whatever you have. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. You might not know what a vast host means, um, but to put it clearly, heaven here, heaven is sending a clear and powerful message. Jesus is here. Jesus is God. Jesus is the savior of humanity. A powerful message in this. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Jesus is here. Jesus is God. Jesus is the savior of humanity. And this sounds crazy because those angels are claiming that God is among us, crazy on his own, um, among us. Yes. God, these angels are claiming that God is now with humanity. And he's here as a fresh baby boy, just born in a barn down the road in a hillbilly town. So the shepherds did some investigating in Luke 2, 16 through 18. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Astonished. Sorry. (laughs) So let's remember what Mary was going through and what happened here. She's gone through this painful, traumatic, worst case scenario, childbirth. 
She's been visited earlier in her life. She was visited by an angel herself who told her what was going to happen. She knew God's plan. She knew God was in it. But like, this is a really good time for a reminder, right? <laughs> After you've gone through this, like, God, you said you were setting this situation up. This does not look like a situation that you have set up. So the, the, they, she's visited by these strangers. These shepherds show up and they confirm that God said the same thing to them that he said to her. They said, God is with you. This is his son. He is going to save humanity. He has his hand on this. Essentially, they said, you can celebrate even when things don't feel great. The next verse, Luke 2.19, tells us how Mary responded to this announcement. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. That's Luke 2.19. She didn't lose her cool. She didn't lose hope. She also didn't fake like everything was perfect. She held on to something that was true. She pondered something that was true, that God was with her. Even though her circumstances were far from perfect or desirable, and, they, and that they didn't actually change with this truth, right? She recognized God is with her, and she looks around and like, it's the same. Like, this, she's still in a, uh, it didn't turn the barn into a hospital. It didn't stop baby Jesus from crying in the middle of the night. It didn't stop people from gossiping about her. It, but it gave her something to remember to hold on to, that God was with her. The shepherds take off in Luke 2.20, um, but they left with something to hold on to as well. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. There was something to celebrate. There was something to, to praise and worship God for. They, the, the situation was far from perfect, and it was definitely unexpected, but they left having their own Christmas party. And this is a reminder for us, a reminder from Mary, a reminder from these shepherds. You can celebrate even when things don't feel great. You can celebrate even when things don't feel great, even when things don't feel magical, even when things are getting boring. Even when things don't meet your expectations, even when things don't look as good in your reality as someone's Instagram does, you can still celebrate because God is with you. Mary believed the promise that God was with her. The shepherds came. They believed it. The wise men showed up later with presents because they believed it. Mary has gone down in history as someone who's faithful and humble a servant of God. She spent her whole life believing in God's promises. And because of that, 2,000 years in the future, we celebrate her as the mother of the Savior. Tonight, I am challenging you to follow her lead. You can celebrate, like Mary did, even when things don't feel great. We can believe that God is with us, even when our circumstances are imperfect. We can focus on his faithfulness, even when we're hurting. Just a few weeks ago, we talked about Joseph in the Old Testament, right? God is present in your disappointment. A very overlapping situation here. God is present in your disappointment. We can make a choice to celebrate even when things don't feel great. Here are some questions to consider that will help us process this. What is one thing you can do to change your perspective this Christmas break? What's one thing you can do to change your perspective this Christmas break? Here's some ideas. Maybe it's spending more time and more money, more resources on giving than getting. Maybe it's a gratitude journal. Maybe it's your spiritual disciplines, working on your 10 and 10. And the second thing, how does this affect other people? How does celebrating even when things don't feel great 
in my life affect how I treat other people. Maybe on your Christmas break, you can give other people a break. Maybe your little brother does not need to be taught a lesson by you this time. (laughs) Maybe your parents are stressed out because of holiday plans, and it might be stopping them from being their most patient selves and being 100% considerate of every person in the family at all times. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe those extended family members who really are judgy and condescending. Maybe you can just forgive them. Maybe you can forgive them because God forgives you when you're dumb as well. Here's one more thing to think about. What would you do differently if you were 100% confident that God was with you? What would your Christmas break look like? What would change about it if you were 100% confident that God was with you? How would that assurance impact the way you think, the way you talk, the way you treat other people? How would it affect the way you celebrate this Christmas break? Mary held on to an important truth. God said he was with her and she believed him. She held on to hopeful and joyful things. So what are you thinking about when your reality doesn't quite match your expectations? What are you thinking about when your reality doesn't quite match somebody else's highlight reel? Something that we can hold on to. The same thing that Mary held on to. The same thing that the shepherds learned about at that moment. God is with you. God is present in your disappointment so you can celebrate even when things don't feel great. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this truth from your word. Thank you from this example of Mary, uh, someone focused on, on faith, focused on being a faithful, humble servant for you. God, we thank you for her assurance that you were with her. Through a, a difficult situation, you showed that you were with her. And God, we ask that you would continue to do that for us as well, that when we are, our circumstances don't look exactly like we want them to, that you would send us little reminders that, we're with, that you're with us that you're watching over us, that you're, you're good for your promises. And God, this Christmas break, I pray that you help us to stay focused on those things. Hold on to that truth that you're with us. You're present in our disappointment. And because that is true, we can celebrate even when things don't feel great. We love you. We dedicate it to you. In your precious name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.